The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. And like we say, we're winding down to the Super Bowl. But I always had to get back up with a great friend of mine, Played at the University of Wyoming with me, and also, you know, um, a guy that knows so much about sports, he teaches me a lot, you know. Glad to have him back on. My guest today is Dwight Howard. Dwight, look at Howard, look at me. The driver, Dwight Howard. Howard. Dwight. Chilling me, man. Chilling me. I just want his money. Dwight. Yeah. Love, how you doing? You there? Yep, I'm here. Good to have you back on. Good to have you. Good to have me back on. Happy New Year, Merry New Year, and Merry Christmas, and all of that good stuff. Yes, sir. Well, before me and you get into a um, thing that I disagree with you about, um, I know you know a yeah. lot. It's just that, you know, playing college ball is a lot different with me with watching it. I try not, I don't get into it much. I think the excitement is in the, the pros, you know, I think it's more, you know, talent. But you love college football, and I like to get your, your opinion on, you know, um, the college playoff. Do you think that worked? And for number two, Ohio State won, and, you know, the third-string quarterback. And you'll take on, you know, your opinion, too, on that, which I think a third-string quarterback, that's got to be brilliant to come and play and beat the um, top-rated team to win the um, national title. But the start out with the driver, what do you think about the college playoff? Did it work? You know, for now, it worked. You know, it, it worked. You know, now, but you, you're never going to, and nobody's ever going to be happy for this reason, okay? And we know the whole bowl system. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. That's why we got so many bowl games. You got bowl games that we ain't never, the ABC bowl game, the GoDaddy.com bowl game. You got the, you know, the flagpole bowl game. You got so many bowl games, so many useless bowl games. And they say, oh, well, we can't play. We can't have, uh, you know, a playoff. You can have a playoff. How is it that every level, every level from Pop Warner all the way to the NFL, but skip Division 1A, has a playoff system? The Division 1, 2s, 3s, AA's, all of that, they start and they go right up and everybody gets in and everybody plays. You know, and it's an easy fix to it because then, and, if you take like like this year hypothetically, okay, it worked. But then did it really work? Because you look at you look at TCU and you look at Baylor, okay. Those are two legitimate teams. I mean, even though they lost, you know, Baylor lost that game to Michigan State, which was one of the best bowl games I saw in a long time. But those two teams could argue, well, 
we could have been in the playoffs just as well as these guys could have. You know, and then you look at some of the teams that beat some of the teams that, that went to these bowl games. So I guess for now, you know, they fixed it. It's working, but I still think you need more teams. But the biggest thing you'll get into that is, uh, well, if we get eight teams, if you put eight teams in there, nine and ten are not going to be happy. If you put 12 teams in there, 13, 14 will happen, you know. So like I say, I, my solution to it is this. And this is what I believe. You can do it just like the NCAA tournament, basketball tournament, okay? If you win your conference, and that was the problem with Baylor, and that's why they got left out because they didn't have a conference championship, okay? Now, you can do it just like the NCAA basketball. Every team, because there's only 11 Division I football programs, okay, uh, conferences. So every team that wins their conference, you get an automatic bid. Okay, you get an automatic bid. So hypothetically, this year, the way things worked out, Oregon would have got the number one seed in the West. Florida State gets the number one seed in the East. Alabama gets the number one seed in the South. And Ohio State gets the Midwest region, number one seed. All those teams get a bye. Okay? Now, you can still have these other bowl games by taking those playoff games and you're regionally set up and then according to your your uh, ranking at the end of the season and you set it up like that and as soon as just like you do in the NFL and then high school division one two one double a two three as soon as that regular conference schedule is over boom you start the playoffs you'll be done with that before Christmas before the new year or you can have that championship on New Year's why does teams need to wait a month to play a game and then they say, oh, well, it's about school. You know, these guys are, these guys are, you know, they're, they're student athletes. They're, they're, you know, you know, that's garbage. Because what about the other schools, the Division Twos and the Threes and the, you know, Double A's? Those guys are all student athletes. They still manage to get their schooling done and go to school. And they don't get to travel like the Division One schools in first class, like the Division One A schools. So, can't say it's really about academics and studying because you get on the plane and you know like I know you get on the plane you got a game Saturday depending on how far it is you get on the plane the day before you fly out to the city you play the game we got back on the plane and we came back home right mm-hmm. so they can't say it's about you know academics you know we got to get these guys you know I heard a coach uh, I heard a coach say something to the fact that, you know, he was asked, one of the, you know, Division One coaches, major program, you know, say, well, these guys are student athletes first. All right. That's what you say. That's what you say. But you know it like I know it. You can still have a playoff. So then that way, nobody's crying. Nobody's left out. Okay? How is it that? And, and, and here's why I say that all these bowl games are just, ridiculous and, and unnecessary. How is it that a team like the Florida Gators with the record that they had get to play in a bowl game? You fired your coach because he didn't meet, meet your standards as far as your the Florida Gators and their program, but they still went to a bowl game. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. But you learn about that. You know, and the second thing, you know, you want to talk about, you know, and I agree with you, they mention up all these bowl, like Travis Kent, bowl game, you know, anything because right. it's another game and they know people are going to come to want to watch that team and they're going to make money somehow between the concession stand or somewhere. Because all it is is about money. But the thing is, is thing is, love, 
that you'll always make money. Everybody would make money. Every city, every, and you rotate the games. And here's another one. I had somebody say, oh, well, what about, you know, the students preparing and traveling for that game? As much money as these Division One programs have, there's no reason you can't tell me that they can't foot the bill for buses, you know, for certain deals on planes. You manage to sell these tickets when you go to bowl games. Look at all the people that was at the game. Like, the game was sold out, the Ohio State, um, the uh, Ohio State-Oregon game, sold out. You know how much the average ticket was going for? Uh, uh, $600. Bucks. Six, uh, yeah. I mean, really? Really? So you can't tell me that there is some serious cash floating around in the NCAA. And the thing of it is, is they need to share that cash. And not only with the student athletes, but you share, you share with the university, you share with the students that support that program. Look at how many, you go to a Florida State home football game, it, it, it's sold out. Packs sold out. Now, me and you had a little, it was a little different at Wyoming because you didn't have to pay for games when we were at Wyoming. You got to, you pay for a student activity pass, which was little or nothing, and you got in every game free. Basketball, football, baseball, anything, right? Right. So there's a whole lot of money floating around in the NCAA, and they just need to use it wisely and use it in the right direction so everybody's happy. And instead let me, of let stuffing me it in their pockets, but that's a whole other topic that I'll get off into, and we ain't got time for that. <laughs> let me ask you this, Dick. Um, you know, you said the um, playoffs and something like that. My thing is, what if you get, I mean, if you look at it like NBA or um, pros or like you say, a 4 and 18, you know, like look how Carolina made it in there. They were 6 and I think 10. And three years ago, I, you remember, I think it was San Francisco or that division or that a team made it was, what was it, 7 and 9? Won that division and got a bye, but what if you get a team like I knew? I didn't think Ohio State was that good to be up there, but say those teams get at the end, like you might get a school like Garbage Can State. Well, I mean, you know, you ain't get them in the playoffs, but you get a team that is not number one. But I mean, you look at and they end up winning because it's their time, and the number one team has played bad. You starting to get that now. You know what I'm saying? You not get. I mean, look at Alabama. Everybody thought. You know, it was a bad day for Alabama, but they played a team that they should have beat, but it was that. But you're starting to get to where you're going to eight-ranked team playing one and beat them, you know? But I don't I don't think they should have beat them. I didn't, when they, when, they, when, they, when they put the matchups together, I said, Alabama is going to get beat because you take a team like Ohio State, and everybody knows what the Big Ten is. The Big Ten is going to run the football. And if you got a team, you got a team that can run the football, you're going to win ball games. You look at these teams that's left in the, 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 big, the final four right now in the NFL. They all run the football. And if you can't run the football, I don't care how many, I don't care who your quarterback is. Look at Peyton Manning sitting at home. Okay, granted, they'll say, oh, yeah, the torn quad or whatever it might be. But their running game wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't helping them out much. Okay? So you got to be able to run you got to be able to run the football Florida State now you got to get Florida State to not because Florida State did go 20 26 consecutive games they won 26 you know so you 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 can't argue that but i can argue that that ACC isn't that strong it's not that strong and especially when you win all your conference games and you you know you that Notre Dame game 
they could they they could have lost that game. But uh, <laughs> you got to run the football, man. You, you, you got to run the football. When Ohio State, when Ohio State, and they matched Ohio State up with Alabama, I told them, I said, you guys watch out. Alabama is going to lose this football game. And everyone's like, oh, no, that's Alabama, that's Alabama. Okay. I know what I see because I watch it every Saturday. I see what I see. And you saw it with a third-string quarterback. They handed it to they handed it to Alabama, handed it to him. Let me ask you this: Did you see? Okay, let's go through the season. That's okay, you know, at the beginning, blah blah. But man, did you see Ohio State to be that team that was going to come down to the top four? Say it again, love. Did you see Ohio State being one of the teams that was going to be in the playoff? Did you see that? Because yeah. I know you watch college football. I, I saw it. With I saw it, and here's why. They lost that very first game because Braxton Miller does not get hurt. They don't lose to Virginia Tech. They don't lose to Virginia Tech, and they go undefeated. So now, instead of them being the number four seed, they are the number two seed at least because they're undefeated, okay? Mm-hmm. Now you go and you got your third-string quarterback, and he didn't just manage the game. He dominated the game. Well, let me go back to the second-string quarterback first. He dominated the game. And they were talking about him after he took over for Braxton Miller. And they started talking about him as a Heisman candidate. Remember? Yeah. Then he goes down. Then he goes down. Then you got this guy, this freshman comes in here. Look what he does. Redshirt first. Look what he does. So, you know, if uh, Ohio State... Like I said, if Iowa State doesn't lose to Virginia Tech, which they shouldn't have lost to them, but you know how first first games of the season can go any kind of way because nobody thought that nobody thought that Texas A and M was going to go into South Carolina week one and beat them down like they did. Nobody thought that, and then look what happened. Texas A and M lost like four games, four yeah four, four yeah they lost four games that they shouldn't have lost. So. I love it because any given Saturday, you don't show up. I don't care what your record says. I don't care what your program is and the history of your program. Any given Saturday, if you don't show up ready to play like you are the best team in the country, not because of your ranking or wherever you're ranking, whether your ranking's got you 8th, ninth, 14th, if you don't show up every Saturday thinking that you are the number one team in the country, regardless of your seating, you can get beat. You can get beat by anybody. And, and I'm going to hold you to that because we're going to talk about if you don't, no matter what, if you don't show up on Sundays, you'll be the number one team you can get beat. But we'll talk about that later on the show. But I want to get to you. I talked to um, Wig the other day. He threw a question at me, and I threw that to you last night. And then I, it was thrown at me today when I spoke to a friend of mine. His son played for Arizona, um, Scooter Wright. I don't know if you heard of him. He's the best defensive player in the country, sophomore. What's, it, what's his name again? Gula Wright, play for Arizona. Okay. He's a sophomore best. But he threw at me that his son is getting recruited to go. All these agents call him to go to the NFL now. Sean asked me, if this third-string quarterback for Iowa State go now? And I talked to you about that, you know, and we were talking about, um, you know, we agreed, man, we agreed that if the situation, your, your situation is, if you have to, you got to go. You have to go to the NFL make that money. You know, the kid, Ohio State, I think Sean told me he got a kid. You know, 
And you told me last night, he's not ready. You're not ready. But if you're living situation, you need that money, Dwight. You got to go, right? Because isn't it about wanting to make money to support you and your family? Yeah, it is. It is. But it's like, you know, it's, it's, and I, and I agree with you. You know, if you have an opportunity to go to the NFL and, and, and make some money, but you, but, you gotta look at it. You gotta look at. You gotta look at the big picture. You gotta look at everything too. You got, like you say, you gotta look at what's in the best interest for you and your family. And yeah, he does. He has a daughter, and uh, they, you know, that's what they had said or whatever, you know. And right now, looking at the way things are looking, he could he could go. He could go, and he'll get drafted, you know. Or you could stay in college, get more polished as a quarterback. I mean, because he has. He has all the tools. I mean, he's 6'5", 260, and he can run the ball. He can throw the ball, you know, but with a little bit more schooling, you know. But if he goes to the NFL, he's going to get the schooling. He's going to get the – he's going to he's gonna learn or get taught how to be an NFL quarterback. And I agree with you. If you have that opportunity to go, go get the money because you can always go back to school. You can all, a, a ton of guys have done it. A ton of guys have gone in the NFL, foregoing their juniors, junior senior years, and went on in the NFL and finished their, you know, finished their school. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. And I ain't mad at you at all. Get your money while you can. Because who's to say you could come back that next? You could come back that next year and you could blow your knee out. You could tear everything up and never be able to play again. There goes your opportunity. I could have been in the NFL. And I could have been making money, and now, now what? Now what you get your degree and you keep it moving, right? Remember the, so, the running backs from Miami, McGahee, that happened to him yeah. almost, didn't it? Yeah, but he still, right, and he was one of the few fortunate. He blew his knee out against Ohio State in the national championship game. Yeah. Still had a chance to come back. He, he still played in the NFL for, he played for a little while, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. It could have took that turn on the work. He was through, you know. And they said he was done. Remember that he had a $3 million um, insurance policy. If he had got hurt and he didn't play the NFL, that he got $3 million. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but how many guys, that's the thing, though. How many guys, hypothetically, how many guys are really taking out policies just in case? We right. wouldn't think, I wasn't thinking about it. You wasn't thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know. Well, let me throw this at you, you know, D. Josh, because... Let the listener know, once we get on with the show a little later, Dwight would not agree with me, trust me. We got something that we're going to argue about. Yeah. Keep on the line, because I got him. He ain't no. Okay. But um, I, I'm glad to read, because, you know, I looked at it, and my friend, we were talking today, and his son a sophomore, and he's like, hey, you know, uh, and like we could go look to the Johnny Manziel, you know, the family got money. He really don't need the money if he don't, you know, don't play. Because the family got money, but a person that you know grew up poor ain't got nothing, you know, and they need the money. They're gonna jump to it as soon as possible they can. But somebody else will try and go and finish their degree and get those four years out. You know, if they still get hurt, they still got family with money, right? It's, so you you can't be mad at if a player come out and you say he's not ready. But there's a different thing. He's ready for the money, right? Right. But thing with thing with thing of that is too, yeah. Your 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 parents might have money, but guess what? It's their money. It's not your money. 
you know. I mean, some of some of them might be fortunate. You you, you know, it's just, we still got just everyday Joes that just go to school, and they know once they get done with school, they can go work the family business and still, you know, have a decent life and a decent living, you know. So, but you gotta look at it like that too. It's it's not my money. It's it's my people's money. You know, it's my parents' money. So, you know that. You know it's it's tough, but you know get you. I look at it like this, you know, get get your own money. Like you say, you got that opportunity to go to the NFL and give money, get your money, then it's your money. And I right. think of it is, is, you know it like I know it. We know a lot of guys that done got their money and what they do with it, nothing. And they got nothing because they didn't do the right thing with that money. So it's, you know, you can go to the NFL and say you want to go to the NFL and take care of your family and do all of this, whatever. You can go and completely blow it. What's the what's the boy's name? Uh uh, that that oh, what's his name? The big quarterback from from LSU. Um, uh, the uh, guy with the Raiders. Yeah, went to the Red to Marcus Russell. 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 He had twenty nine million dollars, and he blew it. Come on, blow! It. We don't even know it. We'll see him. We'll see him on ESPN. Where are they now? One of these days, doing something that you wouldn't even think to do, but. You know, but yeah, that's the thing. You know, you got to look at it, you know, and that's probably one of the most discouraging things that you see as these guys, they go and they get that money, but then what do you do with that money? Do you live like an average Joe and you put your money away and save it for later? Because you ain't going to play this game for a long time. You know it like I know it. What they say, the average, the average life of an NFL player is, what, three years or something like that? Yeah, but you know the way. That's funny. You you bring up everything I talked to Wig about. You know we had no answer, but you know you you saying like that. So he was saying, you know, these young guys come out, they blow the money. Yeah, but what guy that you ain't gonna tell that never had a car or their own, you know, jewelry or how it's not gonna come out and blow the money, Dwight. And you know it. I mean, back like twenty years when we played the. You know, it was different. So it wasn't big money like, I mean, it was big money, but it wasn't like we were playing for the love of the game, right? Now you're playing for the money. And you're playing for the money, so you go out and spend like crazy. You can't tell a person, don't go spend your money up, and you never had this stuff before because you want this stuff now. So how well, can you tell a young kid that's making 29 million like a Russell that don't go spend your money up? Because you're not going to know that tomorrow you'll get hurt and you're done. Because you're thinking you'll be playing 10 years at least. Well, how do you explain that to a young kid, D? Well, here's how you explain that to him. When you sign that contract with that agent, if that agent, and and, and this is where it fails, and, 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 I, and I heard different stories too, so I kind of get it, you know, but when that agent signs you up, that agent should be trying to help you invest because I guarantee you that agent's got a whole lot of money. Because you ain't his only client, and he ain't just started doing this. And a lot of these big-time guys, if that agent doesn't help you, if that agent is not trying to help you make more money with your money, he's failing you. Now, on the flip side of that, I've heard guys say, agents say, because I watched this, it's funny, I watched this documentary, uh, it was one of the 30 for 30 episodes about, uh, it was called Broke. And it was about all these NFL, NBA, NHL, all these professional athletes that had all this money and they, they just blew it. You know, at the same time, an agent might be telling you, hey, 
invest your money into, you know, mutual funds or stocks or bonds or, you know, this or that or whatever, gold or, you know, whatever. But at the same time, you can tell me that, but guess what? It's my money. I'm going to do what I want to do with it. You know? And they don't look at they don't look at it as glamorous. You know? What's glamorous to the, what's glamorous to them, you know, and them being in the spotlight is having a hundred and fifty thousand dollar car, you know, having the jewelry, having the rings, having the, you know, the entourage and the clothes and okay, but guess what? A lot of that goes out of style. And you done spent that money, so now what? So you know, I think it takes a smart, I think it takes a smart, and, and a lot of, like you said, a lot of these guys are young, they're coming out, they don't know much, they don't know, but they don't know better, but then I, I, I don't buy that to some degree, man, because after you get, I mean, we're talking about 21, 22 years old or whatever, and we talked about that last night about, you know, being a certain age and doing what you do at that certain age, and we all been at that certain age where we did what we did at those ages, so, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to say you know, what what you should be doing at this age with that money at this time and how you should be doing it. But you still got to be, you got to be some kind of smart, you know, have some kind of smarts about it after a certain age, after you start seeing things. Let me throw this at you real quick, B. And after you ask this, we'll go to a break. But you get paid every two weeks, right? You get a check. No, you we, we, get, check we get paid every week. <laughs> okay. All right. Every week. And that's better. I like that because this will go better with my theory for the NFL. NFL get paid every week. Now, every week, you know, 16 weeks, 16 uh, checks, 16 weeks. Then you get your bonus. You make to the playoffs. You get your bonuses and per game. And then, yeah. You're ahead of me because I'm already put you on the spot. You know you get paid every week. Okay, say you get paid Friday. NFL every Monday. You know Thursday. You know, you can spend all the way up, you know, the Thursday because, you know, Friday you're getting another check. What's the difference? You spend all your money knowing you're going to be the NFL player that, hey, I'm going to have that same amount of money the next week. And then they end up getting hurt, and they ain't getting that no more. But, you know, you get hurt. You get worked on cop, and they get worked. But what's the difference with them spending that money up? The difference from you working, you know, the job, and they plan. See, everybody's saying, well, they should spend all their money up. Well, you know, they know there's another check coming that week, right, Dwight? Well, here I'm gonna I'm knock you. I'm gonna knock you back with this one, though. Okay, I'm gonna listen. I go to my job and I got an average job, and I only make this much. Okay, I got I got college funds that I put money into. I got a Roth that I put money into, and a four hundred one that I put money into, and household stuff. And I know every week I'm gonna get a paycheck. Okay, mm-hmm. but at the same time. I know I still got responsibilities, and guess what? They ain't going away. My responsibilities to my kids ain't going away until they graduate out of college and get on their own. And even then, they ain't going away because your kids going to always come back to you for something or need something. So it ain't going away. The thing with the NFL, or I ain't even say NFL, the thing with the professional athletes is, you are making so much more money than me as an average Joe. So why would it not be wise to you to think that I need to be saving some money? I need to be putting some money away. Because guess what? And you see it every day. How many times you come back to the team? Hypothetically, these, these are professional athletes. Year in and year out, you come back to a team and guess what? That player that you played with last year, he ain't even here no more. He's done. He's gone. 
you look at a guy like you look at a guy like 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 uh like Jerry Rice or or, or Dan Marino or you know Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. These guys have been playing in the league thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years. I guarantee you, and especially the ones that's been on the same team all their life, they have seen a thousand players come and go. A thousand players mm-hmm. come and go. We gotta take a break. Uh, we'll come back, drive. We're gonna talk on the NFL. I got some play too. I just remember, so I'm gonna put you on the spot with that. But this is Dan Lowe, my guest, the driver. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I got my guest, the driver, the driver put some in my ear last night be a good thing. You know, he said every Wednesday he can be on the show with me. So that's going to be good to get, you know, another opinion, you know. So that's going to work out good, right, D? I didn't say that again. I didn't hear you. Oh, shoot. But anyway, um, D. Yep. I remember, um, tell me if I'm right. You know, correct me when I'm wrong. I remember at the beginning of um, the NFL season, me had a bet. I think it was a hundred dollars. Something about the Bears. Can you help me out? 
say, say that last part again. I heard you say something you about the bears. bears. The Bears. Remember that? You had the Bears, and you betted me a hundred dollars at what? I know you remember. I wrote it down. So, oh, man. I wrote uh, it down. You know what? You know, I wrote it down. Football, you man, you know, down. I had a lot of knocks upside like the like head. That. So, you know, sometimes I forget things, man. So, you might I'll have to refresh, refresh my memory. <laughs> I'll take a steak dinner instead of 100. I got it written down. I just pulled it up. And I got the I, I told you, I know, I know what it was. <laughs> I told you they, I told you they was gonna win the division. I got it written right here in the date. I just found it. We're going through my papers. <laughs> I know. I said, I know what I said. I said they was gonna win the division. They let me down, man. I'll take a steak. They let me down, but, but but you know what? I I, I just figured like this. This time I'll be like a Cub fan, and I'll just wait till next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I can do. I'll go, we go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. I'll take a steak. All right. That worked. That's good. But, D, let's get into it. You know, I love to talk, you know. Uh, I want to get into that Dallas thing and Green Bay and then Dallas and Detroit, that kind of thing. But I just want you to start off. I mean, everybody had this thing, and you even had it, too, again, that the Bears should have won it. On paper, it looks good. You know, everything looks good on paper. Yeah. If you don't go out there and execute, what was it? Was it Cutler? Was it the coaches? What was the best to make the highest office it was a It was a combination of everything. First, you got a defense. You know, we, we spend a lot of money. You know, we spend a lot of money on our offensive side of the ball. And we had some guys on defense that we expected that would have come through, but they didn't. You get you know, you get Tillman, they get hurt. You get Briggs, they got hurt. Okay, fine, so be it. Here's my only problem with that. You pick the 52-man roster. Am I correct? It's a 52-man roster, right? Yep. You, you pick the 52-man roster. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. Okay, so I've got a 52-man roster and all the potential college players that you could have gotten and the NFL players, whether it be free agency or whatever all the ones that you could have gotten. The way I see it is you pick a 52-man roster. That number one guy and that number two guy, they shouldn't be too much that far apart as far as talent-wise. Now, you'll have your exceptions. You'll, you'll have your exceptions. But you pick the 52-man roster, and those second-string guys, the backup guys, should not be that far off in talent. And we have a lack of talent on the Chicago Bears football team defensively. Offensively, we also have a lack of talent. Now, we got a guy, Martellus Bennett, who, I, in my opinion, I think he's I think he's horrible. Now, anytime that you have a guy that is six five to six, no, he's like six six, I'm like six six two so whatever. I mean, just a freak of nature at the tight end position, and. In my opinion, the guy doesn't show up. If there's anybody that can tell me that that Rob Gronkowski is a better tight end and athlete, athletically and physically, than Martellus Bennett, there's nobody that can make me believe that, okay? But the difference in Rob Gronkowski and Martellus Bennett and why, why, why Gronkowski goes to, goes to Pro Bowls and he's in the Final Four to go to the Super Bowl is because he goes hard every single play and every day, okay? Now, also, it was a lot to do with the coaching. 
Tressman's offense was horrible. When you got no vertical, and you don't got you, and you got no you got no vertical game in your receivers. Now you got the vertical receive, receivers with with Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffries, but you got no underneath stuff. You got nothing underneath. You got to stretch the defense to get something going underneath. That's why Tom Brady's so successful every year. So he's so successful every year. Yeah, Wes Welker, and then he comes back the next year and he gets this other guy. Okay, why? Okay, if you can't stretch. If you can't stretch the field to open up holes and create holes, any time that your running back leads your team in receiving, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. You had a running back. You had a, you you got a Pro Bowl running back who last year had almost 1,500 yards, well, something like around 1,500 yards or so, or whatever. wasn't even I, don't, I, I I'm almost want to say I don't even think he had a thousand yards this year. A little bit more than a thousand yards this year. That's 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 unheard of, and a lot of that is that a lot of that is offensive play calling. Now, granted, too, we got a quarterback who, for whatever our reason, just just didn't show. He he got his money and he ran. He's still with the team, but he got his money and ran. You make you you wish you could take all that money back because he just did nothing for you. He he did absolutely nothing for us, and now we're stuck with him because. Nobody's going to eat a $54 million contract. No team in their right mind is going to take a quarterback and eat that $54 million. The Bears can't cut them because if they cut them, they still got to pay them the money. They still owe them the money. Okay. My point is, if you lose it with him, why play him, right? Because you owe, because he's making all this money. That's why you plan him and you still have to lose the games with him. Does that make sense? Or just get well, rid of is, that problem. The thing is, the thing is, is you got nobody else. Who do we have? We don't even have a. We don't even have. Well, we got Clawson, okay. But if the guy's getting all reps, and you know it like I know it, and then I say, guess who's getting all the reps? The number one guy. The number one guy is getting all the reps. So now what? If he's getting no reps, and then you throw him in the mix, oh, you know, what, what do you do? But their whole thing is that. Their whole thing is that. They gave him all this money, so they have to play him. No, you don't. No, you don't. If the guy is not producing and he's not making plays, you don't have to play him. Play your backup guy. And like I said, it goes back to that you chose this 52-man roster, so your number two guy should not be that far off of your number one guy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's get to a little comfort. I mean... Dallas, you know, played um, Detroit. Um, Detroit had him, you know, let Dallas come back, you know. Then that awful play, that pass in the fan where it said it wasn't. How you throw the flag, and that pass in the fan, that me been watching pro football for years, I've seen that play call all the time. The defensive back, don't look back, put their hands up, and pass in the fan. How you pick it up, and what you you on the call, why you pick it up? Was that an awful play deal? You, I think you agree that they should have picked it up. Well, they should have picked it up, but here's the, th- here's the thing. Now, these guys are being taught. Okay, they say if you don't look back, but as long as you don't, if, as long as you don't guard the guy, face guard the guy, I think that's how I understand how the rule is. And now these guys are being taught. These defensive backs are being taught by these defensive coaches to watch the receiver's eyes, watch his eyes, because you can run with him and still look at his face. And once his eyes, you know how it is that ball's coming, your eyes get big and your hands start to go up, then you play the ball. All you got to do is put your hand up. 
You know, so it's a, it's a, it's it's one of those calls. It's just like the catch call. You know, the cat, the catch call. Well, let's finish this first. But yeah, that's the thing. The defensive back. Oh, is You've seen that play been called all year, and years from now, passing offense. Every time I've seen it. Now you at Dallas Stadium with Jerry Jones, and you're gonna pick it up. Yeah, Jerry's world. You know that would have been a game winner. Dwight, let's 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 be real with this. D. you know, you know, special places and special teams and players get special calls. Am I wrong? Right? You right? Michael Jordan. Everybody say he used to get calls, and yeah, he did. You know, Mike used to get calls all the time. Mike, but Mike was Mike, so you know, and then like you said, right. special players get special calls. I don't agree it. with it. I don't agree with it. I think everybody should get the right calls. We out here playing football. We grown men, or we out here playing basketball, whatever the sport may be. Everybody's equal. You know, that's why I like the fact that it, like these referees, you have these referee crews, and all these crews work together. And for the most part, the referees do a good job. You know, and they're human, and they'll make mistakes, and it is what it is. So, you know, I just think that I think that uh, to avoid, you know, leaving it in the referee's hands, go out there and do like I said before. Go out there like you're the number one team in the land and, and, and show them and beat them like you are the number one team in the land and don't leave it in the referee's hands. Anytime time you leave it in the referee's hands, and you know, like I know, home field advantage is something else, boy. You things well, things fall a little bit better in your favor when you're at home, and you know yeah. it like I know it. And you said something key. You said, "But rules are rules." Let's go to the the Dallas and Green Bay game. Everybody bitch about Dallas lost, and it was bull. You understand that when Green Bay, I mean, when Detroit lost, Dallas was all happy. You know they got away with one. You know that. The call was made to the state. Now when they come to Green Bay, home field, again, the call was, you know, hey, you said it was a catch, but rules are rules, right, D? Rules are rules. It, was a, it wasn't a catch. And the rule clearly states that if the ball causes the, if the ground causes the ball to come out, it is not a catch. Not a, not a, not a, and, and they said he wasn't making an athletic move. Well, the way I see it is that being an athlete, you know, you're making an athletic move trying to get to that goal line. But, no, the catch isn't, you know, once he went to dive, because what they're saying is that he was stumbling. Who's to say that he was making an athletic move to get to the goal line? So, like Chris Carter said, just catch the ball. Catch the ball. That's all they ask you that. What did Chris say? Catch the ball. Oh. You're a receiver. Catch the ball. Catch the well, ball. Dude, we score got, a touchdown. Catch the ball. Come down with the ball. Score a touchdown. We got to take a break. We come back. Don't leave it in the leave it in the rule book's hands or the referee's hands. <laughs> hey, it shouldn't come down to that play. You said you know, it didn't. It shouldn't have came down to that play if they were playing defense. Ain't that what you told me? Right. Shouldn't it come down to that play? Shouldn't it come down to that play? And if it did come down to that play, Des Bryant, go up, catch the ball, make a catch, make a play. You're a pro bowler. Make make the catch and make the play. But and they're not going to change the rule. They're not going to change the rule because if they change the rule, guess what? 
now we'll be it'll be taking us five hours to watch one NFL game because we'll have so many replays and they want to re this plays under review this plays under for review come on man ain't nobody got time for that now the game is Catch a five hour game huh now the game is a five hour game with all these replays yeah yeah we don't need that we don't need that catch the ball and make make catch the ball make a play or make a touchdown that's all you do that's what you do well, well dude we're gonna take a break we'll come back we'll get your opinion on um Green Bay Seattle and New England we'll be right back your internet flagship station for sports Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. Now, guest, the driver, still there, Dwight? Yep. And um, you told me last night, hey, well, you need me every Wednesday. I'm here. You did not say that, did you? I sure did. Okay. I'm going to call you up on that one. Okay. But uh, I want to get back to, um, hey, D, we got um, we got the last of the uh, championship, you know, and the winner goes to the Super Bowl, you know. Uh, we got Seattle. We got Green Bay. Who do you see, you know, winning that and tell why you think that? Winning the Super Bowl or the no, two last games? Green Bay and Seattle first. Well, I tell you what, it's tough. It's tough to play against that twelve man. It's tough to play against that twelve man. And right now, Seattle got all the momentum. Now you know they they rolling. They rolling. Marshawn Lynch is beast mode, and and he's he's the real deal. Thing of it is, is if you don't. If you don't try Richard Sherman, and that was the biggest problem in game one, when Green Bay went up to Seattle and played, 
They were scared to go at Richard Sherman. Go after Richard Sherman. Go after him. If you don't, if you if you limit yourself to two thirds of the field and you don't you don't try to attack this side of the field, you're in trouble. You're not going to win the game. So the the, the keys in that game is going to be Eddie Lacy. If Eddie Lacy can run the ball, because what that is going to do is going to take some pressure off of Aaron Rodgers and throwing that ball, and when he has to throw that ball. So that offensive line and Eddie Lacy is going to be the key if Seattle, if Green Bay wants to win in Seattle. Can they do it? It's going to be tough. They can do it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. So you see Seattle winning. What score you see? I see Seattle winning probably by a touchdown. touchdown. It's going to be a real good game. It's going to be a real good game. It's going to be a close game. And then, too, you know, Aaron Rodgers with that calf injury, and know how he going to play, how, you know, because that defense is going to get after him. That defense ain't going to – that defense is not going to be like Dallas. And Dallas got after him, but that defense is going to get after him. And if he can hold up uh, in his stand, if he can stand up, and, you know, they, they got a chance. Don't get me wrong. They got a chance because they got a real good football, real good football team. But it's tough to win up in Seattle. Tough yeah, to win in Green, Green Bay, but they're not in Green Bay. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, look at two Green Bay's on the roll right now. Yeah. They they're the hot team. Yeah, I like road games. Road games is the best for me. I like road games. I think road games because you don't have to worry about nothing. You got no distractions. You just get on the plane, follow the schedule, go eat, go to meetings, go you know, go play some football. You got to worry about getting tickets for people. You know, your phone ringing at at the house, people coming by. At the, you know, I like road games. Except when you had to go back and get back home at three or four in the morning. But other than that, you know. Oh, yeah, Indianapolis at New England. I mean, New England. I think. The team. I thought New England would be playing yeah, Denver. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Andrew Luck is his luck is going to run out up in New England. You know, he got and, and he surprisingly, and I won't even say it surprisingly. I mean, he was good in college, and he's been good the last couple of years since he's been in in Indianapolis. But. Uh, I think that uh, I think I think Tom Brady is still Tom Brady, and and, and they'll win that football game. Hey, Dean, let me throw this at you real quick. It's off the thing, but remember when um, Andrew Luck coming out and uh, Robert Griffin the third, and they were saying Robert Griffin the third will be better than Luck. It seemed like that wow. changed. Andrew Luck was better. What happened to Griffin? You think? It's your system. Every quarterback, and I say this all the time, I don't care what you did in college, but the thing is, is it's a system. You can, you can, okay, hypothetically, you take a guy like Russell Wilson and you take Russell Wilson and you put him in Indianapolis' scheme, I don't think he's that successful. You take Russell Wilson and you put him in Tom Brady's scheme, I don't think he's that successful. You take Russell Wilson and you put him in a drop-back, stand-in-the-pocket type of scheme, I don't think he's that successful. Okay. The thing with Andrew Luck is Andrew Luck was put into a system that he was groomed in. Andrew Luck came from Stanford that ran an I-pro-style an I formation scheme. So then it didn't help the fact not that his offensive coordinator is the offensive coordinator at Indianapolis now, but still. Andrew Luck came from a pro-style offense in college and transitioned right into a pro-style offense in the pros, and therefore that's why he's successful. Robert Griffith 
can throw the football. We all know he can run. But we all also know that the more running you do in the NFL, you ain't going to last that long, Michael Vick. See what I'm saying? So if your scheme doesn't fit the player or you don't adapt your scheme to that player because you drafted him, you had the opportunity to draft somebody else. You didn't have to draft this guy running knowing that you're running what you're running. So by Robert Griffith not being in a system where he could he could thrive, that's why he's not doing as good as he was. If you take Robert Griffith and you put him in Pete Carroll's office in Seattle, Robert Griffin might go to the Pro Bowl. So, uh, I mean, I mean, why would you draft him and you're not going to play what what he should play to win? I mean, it don't make no sense. Should you adapt to what that quarterback used to? I mean, I mean, you, you bring should. him in knowing your system is not for you him. He's not going to adapt. You to should that. if you. If if you're a, if, if you're a bona fide coach, and you and and you're a creative, and you're and you call yourself an offensive coordinator, you should be creative to the utmost as far as what your personnel is, because it's not like college. When I'm in college, I am going to recruit a kid that is suitable to my offense. If I'm if I'm uh, Georgia Tech. I'm recruiting high school kids that run the wishbone, that run the veer offense, because those are kids that are suitable to my style. Same thing with the pros. Why draft somebody? And I get the whole talent thing, and you don't want to pass up on this talent, and he could be the future or whatever, but you still got to work with his tangibles. You know what he does. You know what he's good at. You know what he's not good at, you know? So... When you draft a guy, okay, you want to draft a guy because of his talent and what he could potentially be, then you need, as an offensive coordinator, you need to adapt your scheme to that player in order for it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you say, they don't want to let that number one player get away, the athlete, figure they can change him because he's an athlete, but, you know, it's not going to happen. It's going to every year fail, fail for Washington. And they're going to get rid of him, and then nobody's going to want him because he's going to be too injured and nobody wants that talent no more. Do you see okay, how well. three, um, up in Philadelphia? Can he do that offense? Well, look how, that, look how that worked out for Washington. And guess what, Coach? You don't have a job anymore. If you're not going to pass up on the talent, you better adapt that talent to, you better adapt your scheme to what that talent is because if you don't, He's going to stay because he's on the contract. You can be fired as a coach. You 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 cheat to me. Player, I just spent a lot of money on this player, especially for a number two. Well, he was number two pick that year. Robert Griffin, wasn't he? Yeah, because Andrew Luck and then he went. So Washington Redskins, and you, we all know Dan Schneider, he's going to throw the money around. So, <clears throat> excuse me, as a coach, you better scheme your scheme according to that player or guess what? You'll be looking for another job. Well, dude, we got to end the show, but we'll get next week. We should have who's going to be in the Super Bowl. We're going to get your picks and see what you think. Uh, who should win? What players going to um, come out to be the MVP and all that? But I want to thank you again, D. Driver, for being on, man. Appreciate it. It's all good, man. Thanks for having me, man. All right. We'll talk to you next week. And um, stay out of that cold. I can't. <laughs> How it going? All right.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If the financial markets interest you, if you want to potentially earn a higher return, if you're not satisfied with your investment returns, or if you're only making 1% on your